Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to October. I'm Scott Jagow. Glad to have you in on Total Information AM. And this time in the morning on a Sunday, we transport ourselves to the past with Johnny Rabbit. And this week, we're going to 1965 St. Louis. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Scott. So glad to be here on this first day of October. Look at those leaves falling. And it's the last day of a Cardinal season that's going to be easy to forget. That got me to thinking about 1965, another year for Redbird disappointment when they followed up their 1964 World Championship against the Yankees in 65. They finished seventh in the National League. Hmm. Speaking of seven, the St. Louis-based 7-Up Company in 65, headed by Ben Wells, introduced a new lemon-lime diet soda called Like. Nah, it wasn't a hit, but one of the big hits played on KXOK, KXLW, WIL, and KATZ that year was Rescue Me by our town's Fontella Vast. She passed away in 2012. Back in baseball, 65 was the last year the Cardinals played a full season at Bush Stadium 1. That's the old park of sportsmen that most everybody still calls Sportsman's Park. It was isolated in a fast-fading Northside neighborhood, and it was bounded by Grand Spring, Dodier, and Hebert Streets. And since parking was really limited, a high percentage of fans came to the game by bus or streetcar. 65 was the final full year for the streetcars of St. Louis. A good spot for a great pizza near Bush Stadium, the old one, was Frank Cusimano's Chemo's when it was at Grand and Penrose, a hot place. Before the start of 65, our cigar-chomping Cardinal manager Johnny Keane had resigned. Plus, New York Yankee manager, our very own Yogi Berra of the Hill, had been fired after the team suffered its worst season since 1925. Uh, resident of the Hill at the time, Paul J. Barra, St. Louis's chief clerk in the circuit attorney's office, had one word about Yogi's firing. Everybody agreed with that. That word was terrible. For the record, the Cards manager in 65 was St. Louis Hills resident Red Shandings. And the Cardinal 1965 KMOX broadcast team members were Harry Carey, Jack Buck, and Jerry Gross. Oh, the 1965 Yankee manager, interestingly enough, was none other than Johnny Keene. And there was a connection with the Yankees and KMOX, as at the time, they were both owned by CBS. By the way, Yogi stayed in the Big Apple in 65 as coach and sometimes player for the Mets. On the concert scene in that year, folk singer Joan Baez came to St. Louis for the very first time. She appeared at Washington U's Fieldhouse, and like yours truly, she is still performing today, though she sounds quite different. Uh, the biggest St. Louis 
good news story of 1965 was the topping out of the Gateway Arch. That happened on October 28th, right up to the moment the arch legs were connected. There are a lot of people who said, that thing's never going to connect. It never will work. But it did, and there it is, 57 years later. If you're an arch fan, you'll like the first edition of Jim Merkel's book, The Making of an Icon. Even one of my arch stories is in it. And since the federal government has gotten us a 45-day reprieve from being shut down, the Gateway Arch stays open since it's a national park. And by the way, at 91 acres is the smallest of our 423 national parks. I'm almost tempted to use my official first ride on the Gateway Arch. That's a souvenir ticket from by State Transportation, who ran it at the time. It's good for one round-trip capsule ride to the observation platform atop the arch. I think I will hold on to it, though. In 65, Wally Lim was in his last year as head coach of Bill Bidwell's NFL Cardinals, and the team was in the fifth year of their 28 years here. Like the baseball birds, it would be their last year at Bush Stadium 1. Big red stars in the field included quarterback and Washington U student, too, Charlie Johnson. There was Jackie Smith and Larry Wilson. Now I could go on. In the game of politics, 1965 saw Al Cervantes take over. As St. Louis Mayor from Ray Tucker, that's when Plaza Square, Laclede Park, Laclede Town, Heritage House, Council Plaza were all touted as the new way to live in the old St. Louis that had been basically done away with. That vast urban renewal project that started in 1960 with the post-Joe Pulitzer Jr.'s Progress or Decay campaign. Oh, in 65, we had NBA basketball and the St. Louis Hawks playing most of the games at Keele Auditorium and some of the bigger games at the arena. We were the hometown of the Hawks from 55 to 68. Likely their most remembered player is Bob Pettit. He was awarded the NBA's first MVP honor. For hockey fans in 65, we had the Chicago Blackhawks minor league team, the St. Louis Braves. They played before very sparse crowds at the arena, even though you could get free tickets courtesy of Falstaff at your neighborhood tavern. That's when St. Louis's Falstaff was the number one selling beer here. Uh, the Braves are on the ice. From 1963 to the fall of 67, that's when the NHL St. Louis Blues franchise was founded by Sid Solomon, Jr. and Sr. and Bob Wilson. Even Stan the Man Musial was one of the investors. In case you're keeping the core, Stan retired from baseball 60 years and two days ago. The Blues played at the arena, which for a while, from 77 to 83, was renamed officially the Checker Dome. That circa 1928 arena closed in 94. It was imploded in 1999. Gaslight Square, one of our top entertainment districts in 65, though not quite as bright as it was the year before, and its impending demise was palpable. I ran across a 1965 article in the St. Louis Globe Democrat with the headline, Gaslight Square Saloons are Rated for Serving Alcohol After Closing Time. Story goes on to say a warrant had been issued for after-hours operation at the Black Horse Tavern. 4216 Gaslight Square. Police had observed a customer drinking at the bar at 1.50 a.m., 20 minutes after closing time. Club owner said he pleaded with the customer, who was a local radio DJ, to head on home, but he wouldn't budge until the officers threatened to roll him out the back door. I don't know who the disc jockey was, but I promise you, it was definitely not me. Mentioning Gaslight, the Central West End reminds me I'll have a program for Oasis. Tuesday, October 10th, 1030, about that central corridor in St. Louis. And I'll be here in CAMOX a week from today, and we'll talk about Grand Center and Midtown and Mill Creek and more. Now, Scott Jagow is anxiously awaiting to tell us something. Hmm. Now, wait, I wonder what that something is, Scott? 
Well, it's this song, 1965. One, two, three, cuatro. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.